Who do you think Arnold is? Well, I've got a theory. Could be Bernard. A robot Bernard. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. Could be Dolores. He hid himself inside a massive robot mind. Yes, I've got a theory. We should podcast fast. Every week, a new hot take. We cannot take them back. I remember the days when Bernard was Arnold and Arnold was Dolores and Dolores was the man in black and the man in black was the man in white and it was all strings on a wall. It was all so all over the place and now it's all just a straight line. Straight towards discussing the first two episodes of Westworld, of course, in Westworld Theories, your favorite Westworld podcast. Uh, We're here to talk about the first two episodes of season three, A New World. Hmm, we will see. My name is Jacob Burrows. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I mean, the more things change, the more they stay the same, because now, I mean, we're already getting kind of hints of someone's brain circle could be in someone else's body. Charlotte isn't Charlotte. Maybe it's the man in black. So we can get back to those days, even though it is a, quote, whole new world. And wow, mm. what a what a time it's been. Last episode aired of season two was on June 24th, 2018. Who remembers where we were (laughs) as we pick up here (laughs) in season three? I think that that's something that they've used to their advantage in a way. Well, maybe not ratings wise, but story wise, like... Uh, if you if you look at the viewership there, I'll pull it up just now. Like if you look at how many people watch something as an indication of the level of buzz that a show has, you can see that it started out the first season with a fair few uh, people watching it, but it actually grew over the course because it was building momentum and people were getting more and more into it. Now season two, very controversial season where things were kind of made more convoluted, even more convoluted than the first one. And like... I watched this with my girlfriend and I had to mansplain to her what happened last season. And I only remembered because we did the podcast. Like, she'd forgotten all about the big rift in space and people being uploaded and all this shit. So how much did you remember, Jim? I didn't remember any of that. I had to pull up the wiki real quick uh, as I was starting the first episode of season three. Um, And yeah, I, 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 I... I remembered it as I started to read, almost like a host uh, myself, as I was <laughs> unlocking my memories and being like, oh, yeah, the valley beyond the wall or whatever the hell it was called. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, and this person died, this person died. But it's like, you know, you don't really need to remember who died because they're back. I mean, spoilers, yeah. kind of. I guess not really. Uh, I mean, the people are back or they can be back or maybe there's a construct where they're back. I mean, it is Westworld, folks. One question I have to ask, though, is not that well i mean this is very apt because we're discussing episodes one and two here uh so we're gonna probably jump around a bit and i'm gonna bring up game of thrones because westworld also brings up game of thrones so it's not yeah, yeah. fully yeah. out of line but in a weird way they are connected because westworld came out kind of maybe not the peak of game of thrones fandom but around there and i it, it, it kind of mm-hmm. had that shine a bit of like the latest HBO sci-fi fantasy type sexy. show. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy, high elevated genre. Like yeah. I feel like it was getting shine of like, hey, we love Game of Thrones. Here's like a future version of that. Let's watch this. <laughs> but now mm. that Game of Thrones like crashed and burned so hard in so many people's minds. I mean, I guess Westworld already did that to a lot of people between season one and two, but I don't think it helped it 
in general, just the way people reacted to Game of Thrones, where now they're like, oh, Westworld's back? Eh, you're not going to get me on this one, HBO. Do you think uh, yeah. I'm onto something here? or? I think you're onto something for sure. And like even like I was mentioning with the numbers there, we, we had like about 2 million people watching the first uh, episode of season one, about 2 million people watching the first episode of season two, and then less than 1 million people uh, for the third season and dropping off even more there on the second episode. Again, these numbers, like what what does it even really mean when it comes to HBO? Because uh, everyone streams it anyway or just, you know, pirates it. So uh, <laughs> so who knows what that actually means? But uh, uh, yeah, I, I think there's definitely that aspect, even if it's not something you consciously think it is like westworld was literally hailed as like could this be the next game of thrones yes. so it is kind of connected and it's definitely the same kind of vibe as you were saying elevated genre shit like we take this culture that used to be shit and we make it really <laughs> sexy and high production value um basically um like it, the, the culture that used to be despised because being a nerd and so on it's been cool for well decades now basically so uh because of that we just make it super sexy and everyone will love it um now the question they they are doing only eight episodes this season i wanted Ooh, to mention as well i didn't know that which i think is a good thing yeah because yeah, they i think we always said that about westworld that there's always like two episodes in the middle where you're like fuck this and then it's like will they win you back after that or not so maybe we skip those episodes this season i don't know yeah, and I mean, I don't want to come off as too negative here uh, because I feel like if you go back to our podcast, we were a lot more positive than most people, especially coming off the end of season two, if I remember correctly. We were kind of gearing up for like, all right, you know, they're opening things up. They, they didn't wipe the slate clean, but they've, they've put things in motion for a new start. And I think they are taking advantage of that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just I, I think this it's worth discussing what the uh, the I guess the buzz, like you said, the buzz on what Westworld has become almost two years later after season two, because I mean, even season one to season two had a pretty long break. I mean, it wasn't I don't think it was as long as this, but I don't know if the shows lived up to people's expectations to continually do that where. You know, it, it also, I think, kills people's uh, confidence in the show because it feels like each, after each season, the writers are like, oh, what did we fuck up? Let's go. We need to go hole up somewhere and, you know, back to the drawing board and let's f figure out where we want to go from here, which I remember you were kind of praising that after season one when we were talking about season two, because you were like, hey, well, it's a good thing if they take some time to plan things out and and get a grip on the story but you know what are your thoughts on the break now right no you're right the the first season there was in uh 2016 so that's pretty a pretty long time ago to be on season three or something here in 2020 um yeah no i've always if you listen to our other coverage of the podcast of shows such as Game of Thrones at showswithyouknow.com, you'll know that I'm always the one who's like, writing's hard, you guys. Give mm -hmm. him a chance. Yeah. Like, come on, give him more time. All a writer really needs is time. And season two of Westworld proved that I was wrong about that. And then I was saying the same thing about Game of Thrones, where they're taking extra time for the last season. So I'm like, thank God they're going to get it right. And no, they didn't. They didn't quite do. Didn't quite nail it for me. Uh, not for a lot of people either. So, uh, so n n that in particular is like fair enough. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe they didn't. Maybe it doesn't make a difference at all. But I will say, 
having watched the first two episodes, I'm more hyped about Westworld at the moment than I've been since season one. Despite all the flagging viewership and, and buzz is low at the moment, um, I personally, what I'm getting out of it is better right now. Now, they may fuck me on that, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But after the first two episodes, I'm actually more hyped about Westworld. Uh, after the first one, I was like, damn, I, I want to watch more Westworld, <laughs> yeah. which I know it sounds dumb. We have a Westworld podcast. Of course, I it's interesting to watch and discuss it. But the actual enjoyment factor, because what I always said about season two was at the end of season two, everyone felt seemed to feel about Westworld what I did after season one, um, because I kind of felt that way at the end of season one. Now, I like both of them uh, to a certain extent um so but for me it hasn't been as dramatic of a shift of like i used to love it so much and now i hate it in fact now i'm at a point where i'm like okay cool they're doing something that feels different you might disagree but it feels different to me it feels, feels more clear uh, and straightforward um how are you on that front jim i mean uh with the first episode i'm with you on that um the second episode, not so much, but but I think it's because the second episode is bogged down so much of like going back to Westworld and then but also not yeah. going back to Westworld. Like we're literally going back to Westworld in one plot line, but then we're going back to a construct of Westworld in another plot line. So it's I mean, if you're frustrated with Westworld, it's not really easing your mind, in my opinion, because now they yeah, have yeah. to describe how, like, this is a construct and, you know, I, like, obviously you're living the life of a computer program, so you're seeing it played out in the way Maeve goes through and, um, you know, kind of hacksaws it on her own. But at the beginning of that episode, I'm like, oh, no. Like, because, you know, they were in War World or whatever, Nazi World, whatever you want to call it, which we get, yeah. which we get a hint at uh, in the post credits of the first episode, which, again, was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> because <laughs> before they make the reveal that it's a construct, I'm just like, they just put Maeve back in the park? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these stupid people? And I'm sorry I'm jumping around. I know I'm talking about the second episode because I, even though I like Maeve a lot as character and I'm happy to have her back, it feels like we have to jump through these hoops to get her back because they, you know, they killed her off at the end of season two. And I guess as she was on Which, the way to good. No, I was going to say total news to me. Didn't remember that at all, but I'm, <laughs> that sounds right. That yeah. sounds right because they left the park and they all had all the brain orbs or, or whatever. So, yeah, go on, Jim. Yes. Yeah, so, but I mean, I guess, yeah, there was a question that maybe Dolores still had her brain orb because she had like a bunch in there. And you didn't quite know whose was who, but now I assume it wasn't Dolores that took, took hers because, you know, the way the episode two plays out. But like, yeah, the problem is, is that in both season one and two with Westworld, is they both played these kind of long cons for these twists. And the twists were not good enough to justify the time put into them. And so mm -hmm. in season, in, in now in season three, in both of the first episode where they have that guy that's just being like, it would be like Delos to put a simulation on uh, within a simulation. And we also have this introduction mm. of this new orb that is basically an artificial intelligence that could potentially, that is, I guess, potentially predicting like people are no different than hosts. 
And then episode mm. two, introducing that Maeve's in a construct. So now all, everything I'm watching, I'm like, this could be a construct. When are they going to yeah. get into how it's a construct? Uh, Aaron Paul is clearly a host or a virus or something like, and I don't, I don't want to watch a show that way, but it's hard not to watch Westworld that way. Going back yeah. to the first episode, I do. It does feel fresh. It feels different. It feels like a new twist on Westworld, which is kind of fun and exciting, but it also is like he's pulling out of his phone and doing GTA missions. So are they giving me hints that he's in a, this is another construct. This is not the real world. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I, basically what I'm trying to say is I'm conflicted. I definitely want to like the show and I do like, I like what they're doing for the most part, but I just, I'm like, uh, you know, I feel like I've had the rug pulled out from under me a few times that I'm a little uh, wary to be all in. Yeah, it's hard to trust someone who keeps going like, oh, this is what it is. This is what it is. Fuck you. You thought that's what it was? <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, which is what the show does to you. Now, I first episode, I just managed to switch that part off for myself in my brain. Um, so that's good. I, I was just very much enjoying it on a surface level, which is what I've like. I've kind of always enjoyed Westworld mostly when it's doing that. And when it's a big mystery and whatever, I know this is totally counter to how everyone <laughs> enjoys Westworld and thinks about it, but I've, I just kind of liked when it was like, we're, we have to get from A to B. We're in the park. We need to do this. This is what's in our way. We have to get past this uh, thing. You know, there's a plot there. Instead of like, oh, very strange symbol in ground. <laughs> man, uh, white man, look for water. But it, water is electricity. I don't know. All these mysteries woven together. Um, I've never gotten as much from it. And episode two, your criticism or the feeling you're describing, I definitely felt that too. Um, especially like a little bit into episode two, I'm like, Oh, no, this whole thing's going to be in the park, isn't it? Because I was like, it wouldn't make sense at this point to cut to Dolores doing some shit and being taken care of by Aaron Paul, having their whole Romeo and Juliet thing that they're in inevitably going to have. Um, but, yeah, no, I was like, oh, we're, we're in the park for this one, huh? But it did, it was tempered a bit by, like, I felt like that's it for the park. And it yes. was kind of, uh, it was a bit convoluted, the way to get Maeve out of there, but it was basically, like, Bernard and Maeve, well... <laughs> Bernard got his, uh, I guess he's going to have a buddy cop thing with uh, Stubbs now. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun, I guess. But it was basically just to make, get Maeve out of there, tie up to loose ends is my hope. If you're right in that they're setting up a thing where this and this and this is going to be a simulation later, I'm not going to enjoy that, most likely. Um, the sort of setups and payoffs I've been seeing in at least this, these first couple episodes. The fact that they reveal that and get it sorted and over with in one episode, I like uh, about the, them being in a construct world or whatever. I also liked uh, Aaron Paul was having these conversations with someone called Lawrence, and it, it, there was just enough for me to go, I bet Lawrence is like uh, an AI part of the program or whatever, but I thought that just a little bit ahead of it being revealed so I got to feel smart. It was just you know, a little bit of a tiny Westworld theory within the episode rather than it being a huge fucking thing where we know get to know all, all about Lawrence and him. Like It just serves the purpose of the plot rather than overtaking the plot with all of these theories and convoluted things going on. So I hope that's what they continue with. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was purposely edited to tip their hand. Like I don't think they wanted it to be so much much of a reveal. I'm sure for some people maybe it was, but I'm with yeah. you. Like I think the show did enough to be like, yeah, you kind of know where we're going here. Um, 
and I, I do agree with episode two. Like, if it is kind of that's the farewell to the park, then I'm completely fine with it. Because, yeah, I don't want to be back at the park, especially after season one and season two. Uh, <laughs> so it's fine if Bernard has to go back there to get stubs and then get his new tablet because he doesn't trust himself. There's some interesting seeds there for where he can go now, as long as we're not like going back to the park or finding out a new park or going to the Game of Thrones park, which all like, because one of the things I was going to talk about, well, first I want to bring up, you, you mentioned, yeah, um, Lawrence, Aaron Paul and Kid Cudi reunited, Need for Speed. If we remember the movie Need for Speed, starring Aaron Paul, starring Kid Cudi. We get to see both of these actors back in their prime in episode one of Westworld. So got to give a shout out to that. Also going to give a shout out to Marshawn Lynch, um, who has a cameo. And I know you're a, you're a Swedish boy, uh, also currently living in Ireland. But Marshawn Lynch is the running back for the Seattle Seahawks. He, he, he was the like muscle guy that like would run, Aaron Paul would run into on his missions. And With I hear, lit up T-shirt text. Yes, sort of yeah. And I hear he might play a big part in this season, so that's kind of weird slash interesting. Um, Is he an actor? No, no, not not really. I mean, he he he's a colorful colorful guy in his uh, interviews, so we'll see. Maybe he is an actor. He's going to surprise us. But one of my things I was going to point out is that the reason why some of this stuff doesn't work. There's a lot of Westworld that does work, but. The reason why some of it doesn't work is because the show sometimes is so self-serious and it doesn't quite embrace some of the campiness. So it it comes off as the show thinks it's much smarter than it is, like especially with uh, what the the flagship program is uh, Rehoboam. And it's like a... uh, uh, the first king of the kingdom of Judah and the successor of Solomon and a grandson of David. Like that's what the program's named after or the artificial intelligence. And it ties into the Bible. And then of course, Aaron Paul's character is named Caleb and they're trying to do all this, that stuff. And it just comes off as kind of dumb sometimes because the show is too self-serious except when they're weirdly not like with their Game of Thrones, uh, where they have D and D, were in that scene. You saw that, right? What? No, they. Were, I didn't. Re- oh, when no. the, the guys with the dragon, that, that was D and D talking about, like, you know, we're gonna ship these pieces off to right. uh, wherever okay, they said. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I was looking at the dragon, so I was like, is that Drogon? Uh, so I didn't even realize we had D and D in there. Yeah, uh, the writers of Game of Thrones. If you're not up to oh, correct, uh, up to yes. speed on that, dear listener. Uh, yeah, uh, that's. That's kind of rough, Jim. Or did you like that? Well, what no, did you I, think about but the that? thing is, I didn't really like it. But when I watched the first episode, I was kind of thinking, I wish that Westworld would embrace their camp- campiness a bit more. And in a way, they kind of answered my plea. But then I was like, no, <laughs> I guess if the show did a little bit more of that, like, I mean, sometimes I like the score they're using in a lot of uh I mean, I, I don't remember much of the other seasons, but they're using kind of more of that, uh, like, uh, t- cyberpunk, like, 80s mm. style, like, synth score. And that's kind of fitting with some of the stuff they're doing here in season three now that we're in, like, hopefully the real world and not a construct or a simulation. I'm yeah. sorry, I have to. I, I, we say it as a joke, but we made other things as a joke, and they became true in the past. Yeah, like them being uh, on the moon, which they clearly are. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but if we start getting into more like cyberpunk, like 
you know, techno terrorist stuff, which we're, it seems like we're seeing hints of. I'm in for that. I want this. Uh, but I do wish it would embrace maybe the campiness a little bit more so it didn't come off too much as like up its own ass sometimes. But then again, yeah. I could be wrong because I feel like that Game of Thrones shout out is that them doing that and it I don't know, didn't mm. quite work that well for me. <laughs> yeah. But so what you're describing about like a, a high budget cyberpunk show, I'm like, I'm like on board from the ground level, you know, I'm like, fuck yeah, like uh, a cyberpunk show that is just like really, I don't know, high budget and like has some thought behind it, but doesn't try to complicate things too much with things being inside things, etc. Russian doll of storylines and everything. That's what I want. Um, so maybe I'm just seeing it because that's what I want to see. But that seems to be what they're saying in the first episode. I agree. This is what we're doing. Aaron Paul's in it now. Get on board. And I'm like, I'm surprised to find myself on board. Um, I think there's a you're... quote here I pulled up. It uh, was reported in Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment Weekly uh, in 2019. Uh, Nolan and Joy, they said that season three would have a much more comprehensible storyline. <laughs> With uh, Nolan stating, this season is a little less of a guessing game and more of an experience with the hosts finally getting to meet their makers. Um, but they also did say that uh, they were able to make a more... So, yeah, they were... While they were able to make a more direct narrative, uh, it's still true that they're very lucky uh, that they have a place with, where HBO lets them make the show they want to make without having to dumb it down. So that's what they said. That's what I'm taking at face value. Episode two was a little bit like, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope that's what they do. I think you're right. I think I'm just being overly cautious and I'm not trying to like poo poo anyone because obviously if you're listening to a podcast on Westworld, you like the show and i i i know it might not sound like it sometimes but i do like the show uh <laughs> and uh, I, I like i said the stuff i mentioned i'm in for and if that's what they're talking about great and i i did i like the first episode a lot i like you know dolores you know getting her resources and money getting revenge on you know these uh this 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 tech fat cat guy who i guess you know, got his jollies murdering Dolores in the park and then, you know, did it to his first wife. And now he's abusing his new wife. And then she comes in and gets to be all kick ass and cool and like swim in the pool and still control the electronic locks uh, and mm -hmm. put little glasses on him, make him relive his memories. Uh, it's just things like the the re the Reho bomb, however you say it, because. Yeah, that's a big artificial intelligence that I guess apparently makes people like hosts in a way where it kind of predicts your like what people are doing and is now we're getting into free will type stuff, which I guess is good, but it's it's also dangerously becoming the Matrix. Um, yeah, and I think even the actor that plays uh, Sarak, I think isn't he wasn't he in the Matrix? <laughs> as well as like kind of the same <laughs> character or i might be confusing him actually with uh, a different actor uh, i'm honestly not sure let me take uh, a look. We'll look into that for first season um for sorry for the next episode of westworld theories but um i i what you just said sparked a thought in my head which is that besides the similarity with uh besides the similarity with game of thrones and the development there it kind of reminds me at this point a little bit of uh the handmaid's tale mm. um because you know going past we have a podcast discussing that as well called gilead gazette by the way if you're interested you can find it at shows what you know um but season one of Han the handmaid's tale is based on 
uh, a book. And then they go beyond the book in season two and on. And it kind of becomes more like a revenge fantasy. Um, uh, well, we have a lot more to say about that on Gilead Gazette. Uh, but, you know, season one, it has a rich text to pull from. And then it becomes more of a simple revenge fantasy. Uh, well, it all goes wrong as well. So it's not exactly a fantasy, but there's that. And then... Um, in the next few seasons, we sort of get revenge. I definitely get that vibe because a handmaid is very similar to a host in yeah. this. And so seeing Dolores doing the things you said, basically taking revenge, it is very much like, here's the payoff you've been waiting for for a long time. Um, and that's satisfying just in itself. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I had a point with that. I just, it just struck me that there's a similarity there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I like they've they've been building up the Dolores and Maeve showdown, which is one of the best hooks of the show right now. Not like doing twists and stuff. And of course, they're building it up still here. And so we got ourselves like a Professor X Magneto situation going on uh, where like we kind of root for Dolores uh, with her guns ablazing, but we also root for Maeve as well. But it's not also not like like you know in episode two, Maeve's not about being some sort of hero anyway. She's about her own interest. Then we got Bernard in the mix. Uh, so you know, there's they're they're doing some interesting stuff, and there is a lot of potential. So I'm hoping for the best. And then w once we find out that Caleb is also a robot, that's going to be even better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the part. Like, I, that's exactly what you're talking about. Early on in the first episode, I am watching Westworld now. Going, this guy better not be a fucking robot. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's working with robots. Why is he working with robots if he's not a robot? Um, what he's just. I think the whole point of this is going to be because uh, it's kind of obvious, like the, the way it's set up, where Aaron Paul saves. Uh, is going to save Dolores, bring him to hers, and, and they're going to bond, and maybe they won't fuck. Fine, I'm sure they'll fuck in the fanfic. Um, but they'll have this, uh, you know, she will start to understand humans and start to understand that, like, lower-class humans are basically like hosts. And that's going to ring totally hollow if he is actually a host. Yeah. <laughs> She's not going to get... Her whole thing right now is fuck humanity. So when he nurses her back to health, she's going to be like oh wow you're also like not as fucked but it's not great for you either and that's how we're going to get uh comrade dolores uh to to bring us all wealth and equality well i mean and especially because well i guess you're right it could go either way because i mean they're purposely framing aaron paul opening his eyes when he's waking up much like when dolores wakes up we also mm -hmm. do see that an, an anomaly is detected uh, by the, because you know, in the first episode, we keep seeing the circle and how it's, yeah. I guess that's the artificial intelligence or what have you. So, I mean, yeah, I had that as a note as well. That, yeah. so, sorry to cut you off. I just yeah. wanted to say that one seems like such an obvious thing yeah. that it doesn't feel like they're fucking with you. Where in season one and two, it would have been like something that's totally impossible to interpret. Where here it's like, it's clearly the artificial intelligence. We keep telling you what it's doing and this is what it's doing. So, yes. <laughs> now, also, I mean, they're probably just doing that just to show like parallels like like you said if the idea is more so that uh aaron paul or caleb can be a person that learns from a host and a host can learn from a person they're showing that there is a common ground where even as a person 
you have your day to day, your almost your own little narratives that you have to play out. And I almost pause. I think one of the creators said something similar in in an interview of like, you know, where they're not much different than us. You know, we wake up, have our routine. We go to work. Uh, we're playing out our own Get little raped yeah. and murdered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Playing out our own little programming each day, our own little narratives. Um, mm. So and then I guess what we'll have to unite against the common enemy, the big orb, that big orb with red lights. Red lights are bad. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like Westworld is always doing this thing because they have a couple of years between uh, seasons. It feels like from season one to season two, they decided not necessary. Not I don't. There's no way they had it planned from the start that that it's going to be about big data. Like, there's no way they had planned <laughs> that it's actually about analyzing everyone's behavior and how that can be used outside the park. Because that was a big thing where the reveal that the hats had a thing scanning their brains all the time when they're in the park. Yeah. And, you know, that that is... The first season came out in 2016. There's no way they thought about that before 2016. It's only in 2016 and afterwards that we've become more aware of the role that data plays in our lives and in our privacy or lack thereof um, and how everyone's uh, online activities uh, are, is used to predict their behavior and all this stuff. All of that was baked into the show because of uh, events in 2016 and, and afterwards. So I think uh, we're basically, because they have two years between each season, they just have the opportunity to tr- kind of try to reinvent the show and make it more relevant by putting like parallels to what's going on in real life into the show uh so yeah maybe it will be more about um class warfare (laughs) or maybe it will be a big thing like you said about uh all of data is bad so destroy data but what if you do destroy data and then we're all fucked i don't know well and especially i mean bringing up that thing about the um the park scanning people's brains. And I guess that was to what, like upload their consciousness and like, you can almost be immortal. But then again, if they're doing that, but there's already this big orb that exists that kind of knows what you're going to do. I don't know. Like, is it about trying to capture that tech? Like, is that tech somehow combined or it's just kind of like you said, it's not like they ever had an idea that when they were writing season two, that in season three, there would be this artificial intelligence that can predict people's uh behavior and choices i think they stayed in the park for so long partially because they didn't know what the best story to ride outside the park was Hmm. like they could have gone outside the park in season two i think at the end of season one we were kind of ready to do that but they were doing that incrementally but just the fact that basically season two as far as i remember it it was taking place over the course of like one week or something so very little actually happened despite all the stuff actually happening yeah um but the thing i re- understood from the data now that you mentioned it i'm like yeah it was something about becoming immortal wasn't it but i think that was for a very select few yep. and in general it was more about you know scanning the rich and powerful of the world but you're right. If there, there, there's no way the writers knew that there was a big orb that predicted everyone's movements anyway. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Well, I honestly don't know. Let me ask you a question. Does this mean that we're not on the moon? Like, or is there still a chance? There's no way we're not. <laughs> there's no way we're not on the moon. I'm still convinced we're on the moon. Is there uh, still a chance a, <laughs> that the park is on the moon? 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't care about the China Sea. That's all construct. We're definitely on the moon. Um, and I think for the next few episodes, we'll see. I've, I've sort of checked in on the Reddit. You got to check the Reddit. Well, you got to either check the Reddit or stay the fuck away from the Reddit. But there aren't even like, as far as I've seen, big popular theories or anything. It's all just memes. And I'm like, this is, works better for me. Uh, I, <laughs> even though our podcast is called Westworld Theories, it's still like... Just overthinking it made the show worse for me often. Again, I do a podcast on it, so what am I talking about? Um, but yeah, lots of fun memes on there and people just enjoying the ride from what I see. And I'll keep keep tabs on it for the next few weeks and we'll see uh, if any big theories develop. But right now, I do like that the theories that we see, the only theory we're waiting to be proved or disproved is, is Westworld going to be a good show now? is it going to be a linear uh easy to comprehend story where they do trust the audience you know to think for themselves but they don't make it so convoluted that's my theory and i'm hoping to see it proved well and you know that one of the tough things i mean this is kind of a little bit off what you're talking about but um seeing a future world like they're like they're laying out here like what might be the real world of westworld or might be a simulation i have to preface it each time it's hard not to just pick up on uh, Black Mirror comparisons, though. Uh, but yeah. I guess it's just like any way around it. Like, you know what? In the 50s, the future was all, always looked a certain way. You know, people had big, like, uh, you know, uh, robots that had floppy arms and uh, <laughs> they had spaceships like Buck Rogers or some shit. So I guess now all our futures, at least from the the 2010s and 2020s, all our futures look like Black Mirror. You know, maybe you don't yeah. have a... They do mention a chip, or they mention something about getting your points up or your stats up, uh, which kind of is like that, I guess, what in, in the real world, what China or someone has, like, social points. Or, of course, there's that Black Mirror episode. They don't quite mm. do the little disc on the side of the eye, but he's got a little earpiece, or everyone has an earpiece that they put in. So, I mean, I'm, this isn't, I'm not like calling anything out, but I'm just saying it's hard not to, it's hard to get away from that uh, Black Mirror version of the future. That's why everyone pictures where we're going. Yeah, no, and it's still like, we still kind of have phones in the future because we have phones now and like we can't really imagine the next big thing like in how, you know, a 50s future thing, we'd have a version of something that's very common in the 50s but big, like bigger or whatever and more futuristic whereas Aaron Paul is on his phone and there's an app where he you know does crime uh which is fun um but uh yeah i one of the uh, speaking of like old sci-fi uh one of the tropes i didn't really love is when she may just asks people to do the square root of minus 1 mm. and very they get stuck Howard. in a loop it's very Terrence uh, Howard. As, very Terrence Howard as well. If you follow Terrence Howard, he's all about the square root of one, and how it mm. breaks math. So I think that was inspiration from that. But yeah, you're right. It's like like the Star Trek thing of like, but if you're supposed to protect people, wouldn't that mean that you would have to destroy them to protect them from themselves? And then the it computer's just feels like, ah. like such a <laughs> yeah. It just feels like such a lost in space. Like danger, Will Robinson, and like yeah. we will ask the robots a question, and then it will explode. Like it's such a thing that I'm like, oh yeah, they're doing the thing, huh? Couldn't think of anything else. Just introduce more complexity and make it break. But then I'm like, ah, oh, it's okay. Episode two's over now. Episode two is over. It's one, okay. One of the things that I thought was weird, and I mean, and this is just more nitpicking. Um, 
Well, because, I mean, of course, we got the whole Aaron Paul uh, using the app for his crime. And, I mean, he'd always say, I don't do personals. I assume that means, like, killing people, kidnapping people, like, even interacting. He likes to do, you know, what, uh, grind quests or something where you just go get an object and bring it somewhere else, apparently. but then I guess, like, an ATM or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but then even at the end, like, when he kind of starts to intersect with Dolores... It just felt kind of sloppy to me that, I don't know, he shows up, he delivers a thing. They have like a weird tense standoff where the guy puts a gun in his face and he's like, oh, guns, they ain't no thing. I don't give a shit. Like he's being like a tough guy. And then he just walks, like just kind of strolls away. And everyone's just like, yep, yeah. there he goes, <laughs> walking away. And he's That like, was really <laughs> weird. But then I was like, he drove the car there. How else is he going to get out of there, Jim? He drove their car there and they wanted the car, right? Is that what it was? But then also like... Uh, Minutes after he walks away, there's like a the gunshots, I believe, or something. Or I guess maybe the car drives away before the gunshots happen. But then they yeah. kind of end up back in the area because she's chasing him down or I don't know. It, it just felt weird because, yeah, he just strolls off and like, there he goes. The coolest yeah. guy in the game. <laughs> he strolls off. Yeah, that was a bit weird. And then also, I the, the thing I was thinking when he comes back, I was like, I'm glad that they set up the app and had him deliver a thing at all because that means it makes sense to me that their paths can cross him and Dolores. But yeah, it probably wasn't executed the most smoothly, especially when he's like, you ain't even the first guy to shoot me in the head. I'm like, such an unnecessary (laughs) cool guy line where it would be a much cooler guy thing to, uh, to just not like not be a dick about it you know like what's going on over there since when is it his job to ask like (laughs) wait what's in that bag i just delivered everyone's just kind of like i don't know i I don't need to know fuck it i don't want to know i don't want to get involved in this crime shit uh but i guess it's because it's in he's in his weird introspective thing uh and then he talks to uh kitty cutty um and gets it all out of his system i guess that scene could have been used a bit better to set up him disengaging from the program like maybe if he was in some actual like if he experienced actual fear or something or i don't know if he had a more jarring experience because it's played as like he doesn't have a jarring experience at all so maybe Mm. if he did that it would make more sense for him to have a reaction afterwards and go like you know what fuck this program i need to find someone real or whatever which is literally what he says which is a bit like okay (laughs) yeah okay we get it (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, they got a nice use of the uh, rear view uh, camera, kind of like great. That that's stuff. a great. That's a great shot. Yeah, yeah. like like that bit. And um, I'm trying. To, I forget. There's something else I was going to point out on here. Oh, they're playing uh, the song "Common People," which William yeah. Shatner did do a cover of with Ben Folds. So you know, talking about mm-hmm. classic sci-fi, I'm sure they put that in on purpose. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they're going for. William Shatner covered that song. You don't think it has more to do with Dolores wanting to live with the common people and understand them and like get to know what humans are like? I think that's secondary. Think the Shatner thing because she's not. Well, I mean, she's not actually living like common people. She's mowing down people at the moment. I'm sure that's secondary. I think it's first and foremost it's the William Shatner part of how okay. he covered that song with Ben Folds. Great cover, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, he just talks in it, doesn't he? Like he always does. And I I guess the other tough thing is like, you know, some of this stuff, again, it's this is nitpicking. Uh, This is not like 
would judge if the show's good or bad or not. This is just a nitpick because, you know, we've already set up, we're in this future world, like high technology, there's robots that build buildings. Then a shootout and a car chase happens and there's literally no one around. <laughs> like no one shows up. <laughs> Drones don't fly in. And be like, well, you know, uh, drop your weapons or the big thing from Robocop doesn't come stomping down the alley or something like that. Uh, again, it's not a big deal. But then again, maybe that's just a hint of the simulation that we're running in right now. Yeah, again, I, I, I will turn on this show totally if it's like no this was all a simulation like i i will just flip out over it uh be very annoyed like they get to use the simulations again they i mean they kind of have to they set it up here and everything but yeah no if if that's the big thing i'm not gonna enjoy that at all uh i assumed it was more like yeah everything's corrupt on crime so of course they're gonna look away they probably have an automatic bribing system that just turns off all the police shit (laughs) although the cops did roll up when they blew up that atm Pretty quick, by the way. True. But then again, that's cash money. Now, who do you think is in the repl- like the security guy she kills and they bring out like his yeah. double ganger? Is that Teddy, you think? That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Going back to what you said at the start of the show, like at least even if they don't give us a twist this season, we get to play the guessing games of like, oh, who's who now? Okay, you know, there's Teddy. Mm. Uh, uh, that's... Um, other prostitute girl is you know charlotte or whatever and uh they brought hector out and he's you know here's the native american guy they took him from the valley like i don't know yeah that could be kind of fun if they do that or maybe yeah i I guess that's what they have to do right because she's not going to put because first i was thinking like she'll put a copy of the person but make the prime directive to do whatever she says kind of thing. Uh, but it would be more interesting to see the actors or the characters rather from, from earlier seasons reprise their roles by totally different actors. And that's kind of black mirror-y and interesting as well. And also I forgot all the characters, so it won't really be that interesting, but uh, you know, yeah. go for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing, and again, I don't mean to nitpick, but I'm gonna, these are long episodes. Come on. I don't think they need to be this long. Uh, yeah, I thought the first one was longer than it was be- because it had that sort of behind like preview thing afterwards and everything. Um, I didn't I, weirdly I didn't find them that long. Uh, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I usually would agree, uh, but it didn't it didn't hit me that way. Um, but I'm sure that may change. I'm again very happy that they went for eight episodes, and I'm hoping that will help the structure of the season. Um, and I honestly don't have that much more to say about these two episodes besides the fact that I'm excited for the next episode. It, well, as we're recording this, it comes out tomorrow, and uh, I'm excited for it. And that's a really nice feeling for well, Westworld. Last thing before we wrap up, excuse me, before we wrap up, where are you at on Bernard then? Living on a farm for some reason in the first episode, wherever you found that. Yeah. Going back to Westworld, what's his mission? Where are you? Are, are you on his side? You rooting for him? um well i think he kind of like it's a complex thing but he they they do say it outright that like dolores brought me back because she probably subconsciously knew she needed some sort of check on herself i felt i know mave versus dolores is probably the thing but i thought and felt more like yeah bernard versus dolores that's magneto and and that's a very like i don't do that thing anymore i i work in a farm and i'm only it's only because i'm being attacked but that i have to step out of it and become the world's best gunfighter again or whatever like all that tropey stuff which is very like 
we've seen it done a million times, but I much prefer Westworld doing those things that I've seen done a million times, but they do it with a high budget and they do it well over them going, fuck all conventional story structure. We're going to do our own thing because it doesn't always work out. So yeah, I was like, yeah, of course it's Bernard's on a farm all grizzled and uh, he's, you know, looks totally, well, a little bit different. Uh, I didn't, I, I'm not excited about him and Stubbs. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll ring that for what it's worth. I wasn't like, fuck yeah, him and Stubbs didn't miss yeah. stubs so much i wasn't like that but uh and i was also like at the end there where he just overrides stubs's prime directive or whatever like yeah now you're gonna protect me at all costs i'm like ah i guess i guess bernard's all not all about free will then uh <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure i agree with that bernard but okay <laughs> well uh and i do like bringing up stubs they didn't quite fully confirm that's well i mean i guess they kind of did confirm subs was a host last season right but wasn't it still like a weird non-confirmation but i love how in when he they bring him in this season Jim. yeah <laughs> what no i was gonna say i i have sorry i was just gonna say stubs i have no idea what they did last season with that I remember, well, I remember they hinted because he like let dolores go or something like that and he was supposed to be in charge of like detecting hosts or some weird shit. And then he's the one that kind of lets her pass and she gets on a boat and leaves. So they, I mean, it was basically confirmed, but I love when they bring him in this season and he's like bleeding. And then Bernard says something like, you're one of us. And he's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like it was kind of being like, yeah. all right, we're, we're gonna, we don't need to spend too much time on this. He's a fucking host. Let's get into it already. Let's, yeah. let's, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. What was your take on Bernard in general, then, since you asked me? It's tough, because I love that actor that plays him, but, I mean, anytime Bernard is always constantly, like, every season, and, and especially even now, he's always like, who am I? What am I doing? Am I in control, or am I not? Like, so every time you have Bernard, it's always the same thing, and it's always... And now it's, like, literally him being like, Bernard, are you in control? And Bernard's like, yes. I am in control. Bernard, have you been hacked? <laughs> no, Bernard, I've not been ha been hacked at all. <laughs> yeah. Bernard's always looking at things, um, going like, huh? What? Is there a door there? Huh? Is this real? Like, he's the audience in there questioning everything so he doesn't get anything done. <laughs> I'm excited to see where we're at with the, men in, the man in black. Because um, didn't we last leave him? I believe he was in, like, that training room. Because remember, they were training that host to be the, it was like the CEO of Delos or something like that. And he was stuck in like a white room and he had to keep going over things and over things. And I think they were like dragging the man in black in there. I mean, I probably should know this if we're hosting a podcast, but you know. Hey, Jim, Jim, you're giving me flashbacks. I don't want to hear, I don't want to know. I don't want to think about the room with the glass where we spent four episodes. I, I don't want to worry about that. I just want a fun sci-fi story with robots and guys and they fight things. Come on, guys, just make it simple for me. Jesus. <laughs> yep, we'll see. I mean, I'm with you. I'm excited. Let's see where this season goes. Mm. And again, they, they don't have to dumb it down. Like they said, we don't want to dumb it down. Don't dumb it down. Uh, just don't act like it's smarter than it actually is, you know? Don't act like it's going to be a big payoff if it's not going to feel like a big payoff. And so far, all the rewards and everything within this season has felt balanced to me. So we'll see where this goes. Um, join us next time as we discuss the next few episodes here of Westworld. Uh, of course 
course, you can subscribe to Westworld Theories. We also have Shows What You Know and all of our other shows at showswhatyouknow.com. We have things like Blank Meets Blank, where we basically just brainstorm a new TV show every episode based on some random hat drawings. And uh, we have Real History, where we talk about the history of, uh, well, the historical context of different movies and TV. And uh, besides that, lots of different TV shows discussed, like we mentioned Gilead, Gazette, and all sorts of good stuff at showswhatyouknow.com. But if you have Westworld theories, do send them in to us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. That's the email address. If you can spell it, you'll get it read out on the show. It's showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Absolutely. That's it. Thank you. Bye-bye.